Welcome to the Sporting Ones AFL Fantasy Podcast, Bills, Bills, Billing, and 19th Man Edition. I'm the Sporting One, and I'm with my co-host, Haydos. How are you going, Haydos? I'm going well, mate. Um, two of the buy rounds are past us now, and the uh, emotional roller coaster that is Paul Rowe, a.k.a. the Sporting One, was in full effect last week. You declared your season was over when Sicily was uh, playing forward for around about a half against Essendon on Friday night, and then he scraped his way to 85. You got a nice little score bump from Taranto, and things were happy days at the end of the week. Yeah, and Josh Kelly, captain, uh, helped as well. So, yeah, look, Sicily, I saw him start forward, and I was like, Clarko, I could kill you right now. And by halftime, I was literally, Clarko, I am going to kill you. And then he managed to junk it up and get to 85, which I thought, oh, that's passable. I still lost 45 points on what I was going to do, which could put could have put me up to back where I was. But, you know, I'll take the good with the bad. And uh, the good was Taranto, Zach Williams uh, getting 114, and uh, Josh Kelly getting uh, 148 down in uh, Tassie. So I'll take that. Who was our top now? Our top ten. This is just ridiculous. How the hell did Gold Coast let Jack Billings get one seventy? Yeah, not sure. That was easily his uh, personal best score, and in the last quarter, especially, he really did as he pleased. He kicked two goals, and yeah, one seventy. Probably not going to see that again from him again. But uh, nice little score for all those people that uh, held faith with him. Mm, yeah, no, uh, no fried loss affecting him this time. Uh, Josh Dunkley. Now, this is a player both the close of our. Uh, close to both our hearts. Um, I got him at a bargain basement price after he'd bottomed out for Dangerfield. I've got Dangerfield back in now, so I feel like I haven't lost anything, anything I've gained. And uh, he hit – he was 62 after quarter one, and he ended up with 158. And some of the uh, fantasy people out there were bold enough to put him captain. Hats off to you. Bold call, but it paid off big time. Yeah, and he's the ultimate fantasy player one that uh, doesn't really hurt opposition with his disposal, but he can rack them up, he can tackle, he can mark, he can kick goals, and he's just a lovely asset to have in the forward line. And by the way, just as a little side note, probably should go on the other podcast, but uh, he's locked in now for another three years at the Bulldogs too with Caleb Daniels, so they are going nowhere. He is off the free agent list. Uh, Taranto, as we were talking about, again, averages over 120 away from home. Interesting uh, that. And he hit 156. Josh Kelly, 148. Now, this one, this it was the perfect storm. Thursday night against Richmond, Soldo is a late out. All of a sudden, it's Mubier Chol and Noah Bolter going up against Riley O'Brien. And you think Riley O'Brien's eyes didn't light up? Just a lazy 54 hit outs and 146 fantasy points. Yeah, and God, what a move that would have been, getting him at the cheap price that he would have came in starting the season. No one saw this coming, so hats off to anyone that took that punt. You, mm. you can uh, rest assured playing him on field at the moment and have a wad of cash at your disposal. Sitting at 603K, by the way, uh, with a uh, probably a low break even, I'd say, for next week. Uh, Michael Walters, sunny, as they say. Six goals is all right in his language, 143. Dusty Martin just continued his uh, one-man assault on Adelaide with a 140. He loves playing the Crows. Ricky Henderson, uh, we keep saying it. We keep telling you, and we don't follow our own advice because neither of us have Hendo, and he hit 140 again. Uh, and McRae, 
Now, kudos to you because we did bring it up last week and you did mention that you were looking at getting McRae and he hit 140. Did you get McRae? I did. And I uh, was very pleased with that output and more importantly, was pleased with where he was playing. He was playing a lot of in the midfield. Even uh, the last quarter where the Blues got their run on, he still scored really well. I think he got 48 or something in the last quarter alone. Um, tackled, marked, he looked back to his best and is looking like a, a good option to bring in at a low, low price. Mm, very low price. Almost Crips low, but not quite Crips low. Uh, Prestia rounded out the top 10 with 130, although not many people would put their faith in Dion. He is a star player, but... He has been a bit off the fantasy radar over the last couple of years. All right, so I managed to scrape my way to an even 1,900, which kept me just inside the top 20, ranked 19th. So I'm more looking at it a positive spin because on the Saturday night before Dunkley and Daniel ripped it up, I was outside the top 100 and contemplating some very dark thoughts. Not into shark-infested waters. Oh, not quite that far, but maybe I was rocking back and forth in a corner. Um, now, how did you go? Did you did you do as poorly as the War Dogs, or did you do better than War Dogs? Because he had a horrible round, and everyone knows about it now. Uh, you have to remind me what the War Dogs got. I didn't do that badly, but I only had seventeen players. I was hurt with uh, two outs at the selection table that I wasn't um, ever really prepared for. So I only had seventeen players, and I couldn't. Better that. I got 1818 and I slipped 400 spots in the rank. Okay, he got 1775, but he I think he had more than 18 players. So I only just beat him. Um, Hang on, did, is it 16 and Gardner or is it 17? For me, no, I don't have Gardner. Okay, then it's definitely seventeen. Because what we, what, what the um, traders have said and what I sort of agree with is, is if you have Gardner on field, it's literally like having no player. So you might as well go, well, I've got 16 and Gardner and hope that he somehow gets the 30 or 40. A bit like having Bolter really at the moment. Yeah, well, I would have taken him because, uh, like I said, I only had the 17. Um, but to only slip 400 spots, I'll take it. And I think I'm well prepared for this round with an extra premium or two. And with the GWS players out, the Adelaide players out, there's a lot of teams that are going to be missing players out there because they're very popular. And I think I should be able to make that back up this week. You say that with a smile, looking at me. This this GWS and Adelaide players out, knowing that I'm I'm hit with I'm I'm hit this I don't week. Have any of their mids, and they're absolutely killing me each week. So I wasn't happy at all on the late Sunday afternoon when they all went one twenty plus, <laughs> and Zebel went eighty two. Yeah. Um, all right, so. We've, we've put a positive spin on it then. We could have been hurt more, but we haven't been. So we're moving on, moving forward. So this buy round, as as you alluded to, we've got Adelaide out, Carlton out, which is a good time perhaps if you think it's time to move on Sam Walsh. Um, Gold Coast is out. That shouldn't really affect anyone unless you're like me and you have Jared Witts because um, if you've got Chris Burgess, well, he's not playing on field and you really want to get rid of him as quick as you can. Uh, GWS is out, so that's going to hurt a lot of teams. North Melbourne, those with Zeeble um, will be affected. And Richmond, those with Stack, Martin. Uh, Naish. yes, Naish, Liam Baker. Um, noticing I'm not saying someone here, um, but you move him on if you've got him. Noah Bolter, get rid. Um Vice, Captain 
loophole this week. Now, there's two lockouts, 18 on field, two lockouts, 7.40 Thursday and 7.20 on Friday. Now, your West Coast and Essendon is your Thursday night game. So that's your vice-captain loophole. So what we mean by that, because some people still need it explained, basically, you put your vice-captain as, say, Gaff or Yo or Heppel or Merritt or Shiel, if you've got Shiel, or Heppel or Hurley or, Hurley, um, or uh, Shannon Hearn. Now, any one of those players you put as your vice-captain, what we suggest is you put as your captain a perhaps a by-player um, that is not uh, obviously not playing this week, and then that way you get the vice captain's points. If the vice captain say scores under one fifteen in the buy rounds, I think is now what we're saying eighty eight as Bashar Huli did last week. Yeah, really, when I could have got a one twenty nine from Brad Crouch, but anyway, probably would have taken that. But in the end, Josh Kelly got more, so really I didn't lose out there. But what it enables you to do is if they do get over that sort of pass mark that you're looking for, you can leave them locked in as your vice captain, leave your captain on the by player. You don't have to worry. If it doesn't work out, you simply take your captain uh, on the Friday, move it from your by player to the player that you want to be captain for that week. So there's nothing really lost, but you can gain a whole heap. Yes, very good. Um, before that, do we want to talk about players to target coming out, uh, fresh off the buy? Yeah, okay. Let's 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 roll with that. Now, granted, this week your fixtures, you've got West Coast and Essen, as we just said on Thursday night. Sydney Hawthorne is your second lockout game on the Friday night. Melbourne Frio, early Saturday. Uh St. Kilda and Brisbane is your Twilight Saturday, Port Geelong your Saturday night game, and Bulldogs Collingwood your Sunday game. Yes, very well done. So Geelong. They're coming off a buy. They've got a whole lot of players that if you don't have and you're looking for that primo primo, Geelong is the answer. Patrick Dangerfield, one for the forward line. Tim Kelly, if you don't have him. Mitch Duncan. Now, Mitch Duncan I have and still is only in 4% of sides. And what's he averaging? Oh, over the last five, he has only gone under 120 once, which was an 82. But the rest has been, I think there's been a 144, a 140, a 122, 126. Very nice. Uh, Tom Stewart would be another one to look at. For your defense, yep. Uh, Cam Guthrie as well. If you're a little bit strapped for cash, you can't afford Stewart. Um, And Guthrie is, a like, like you said, a little bit cheaper. Not owned by as many sides, so has that little bit of risk element to it, but also has that reward element to it. Mm, okay, so what about West Coast? We move on to them. Andrew Gaff, I reckon he's the standout player, though. This week, I think there's a very good chance that he gets tagged by Dylan Clark, who's doing good jobs on uh, aerobically gifted players, shall we say. And also being rewarded for it. Won the Rising Star this week, too. Mm, so well done to him, but... I think his game, there is a slight chance that he might go to Yo, but I think uh, Gaff and uh, and Clark are going to go head to head. I reckon, um, yeah, he's got a good aerobic capacity, much like our boy Gaffy. So there's a fair chance he'll be in his back pocket for the whole game. All right. Also, you could look at uh, Shannon Hearn uh, down back, and also now we also have a. Now he's not 170k. I had a look at this. Apparently, he's 190k. 193, Jared Cameron uh, is in 
buyer beware, though. He is only going to be probably a short-term fix for Willy Rioli, who will return in a week after suspension. So it is a bit of buyer beware, but if you need that trade and you're not really sold on Gardner at 180, uh, which no one's really sold on Gardner at 180, and Gardner could easily lose his spot this week, then Jared Cameron's probably the way to go unless there's another option that comes up, and there is talk that Jackson and Ross from Hawthorne may be one of those. All right, give me another side that's uh, coming off the bye. Sydney Swans. Ooh. Now, they've got a few players that are in decent form. Jake Lloyd, he never goes out of form, but through the middle, Luke Parker is uh, consistently pumping the hundreds of late, and I reckon... Uh, Another week off will do him wonders. He gets a little bit banged up playing in the middle, playing that contested role, but uh, he's a player that can kick goals, tackle, mark, and not a very – he wouldn't be in the sights of taggers too often, you wouldn't think. Three players left the field that I've, I've had a look at um, from the Swans recently. Now, someone put up Dane Rampey. Now, you'd normally think, mm, yeah, no, definitely not touching Rampy. But it's actually surprising. The last couple of games, he's actually turned up. Um, not one I'm generally going to try. But if you're looking for that extreme element of surprise, risk. And he has a low break even. He's mm. only got to hit 23 or something like that to make money. So if you're playing that sort of game at the moment, not the worst option. Yeah, exactly. And now the other two are both forwards. Now, one has been in the fantasy elite for a long time now, but over the last couple of years, he's up and down. Uh, probably not the best game to bring you in because he does struggle against Hawthorne, his old side, but he is only at 502K. He did turn up quite nicely against West Coast last time. He's been freshened up by the bye. Is it buddy time? Hmm, could be. I don't mind that. Like you said, though, he is a bit hit and miss, and... If you can afford the primos, you'd always go them over him. But at a cash cash shortage, um, yeah, he wouldn't be the worst option. And the last one from Sydney is a bit of a differential. He's been in great form, uh, getting plenty of possessions as well as goals. Uh, he's a serial pest, and it is the Pat Man. Hmm, yeah, okay. Another one that yeah, I just don't think they're going to be consistent enough to warrant you know, a best 22 spot. It's that high risk, high reward option. What about yeah. Heaney? Well, Heaney's the other one. Again, a lower price, uh, hit uh, 110 against the West Coast Eagles. Uh, in reasonable form too, he's been in better form. The only issue I've got is the likelihood that their big guns come back and he could be shifted back into his forward role. So the likes of Kennedy, um, Zach Jones. So those guys come back and therefore push them out. Does that Zach Jones become an option now again? Uh, I'd wait and see on that because he'd have a high break even because he got injured during uh, that last game on fifty odd when he was on his way to a ton. Correct, like uh, Zach Williams. Um, so yeah, I mean those are the options from Sydney. What else have we got? Throw them at me. Okay, Melbourne. This is a team that uh, could actually start producing some good fantasy numbers. There's mm. Brayshaw, who looks to be back into that midfield role. Yeah, I'm looking at him. He's going to be dirt cheap. Uh, your man, Max Gorn. Yeah, I've, this is the time to get him now. I've, I've held wits through the buys. He's disappointed me now. He had a good run. It was a good ride while it lasted, but he's just struggling a bit, so I've got to go to Maxi. Uh, there's Salem down back, and I reckon one to really look at, Clayton Oliver. 
Mm, yeah, I, I like that. Similarly for the fact. Off, week off rest, I reckon that's going to do him wonders. Um, coming up against Frio, that's a good entry point at the MCG. Don't see anyone going to him, playing too much attention. Mm. I reckon, uh, yeah, he could be a nice differential. Don't mind it. Next one. Uh, probably move on to Brisbane now. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. So Lockie Neal. Uh, good thing about Lockie Neal is that uh, potential matchup with uh, the uh, fantasy arch nemesis uh, Matt DeBoer is off the table because uh, he's out for eight weeks. So Lockie Neal won't have that to worry about. Comes in against St Kilda, who don't have Jack Steele again. Another tagger gone. So Lockie Neal looks like he could be a really good option. Obviously in good form. Did get up to 100 at three quarter time against. Uh, against Carlton in their last game, and also at the same venue. So he's got form there. Uh, could be a good option. Dane Zorko, I'm hoping, will find some form again because I've had to hold him. So he could be a bit of a um, differential. The other one, he's really disappointed this year, but maybe the buy might have reinvigorated him, and there's not too many options down in defense that are top-notch. So Alex Witherden at a low, low price could be could be a... Um, could be a could be a gamble worth taking. Yeah, uh, he has been very disappointing, and potentially there is a chance that maybe he's carrying something because he's not doing his usual uh, cheap possessions in the back line and getting himself into space. The other option, and it could be the reason why he's not scoring so well, is Daniel Rich because Super Boot, as they like to call him, probably uses the ball better, get the ball in his hand rather than Witherden. Um, and he's averaging higher than with it in two. So that's an option. Uh, maybe even Mitch Robinson up forward too. Yeah, Mitch is uh, in career best form and having a ripping season. So he could be a, uh, a real option to look at. Now there's uh, – is there just one more side? We've got? Who would that be? That would be the Collingwood Magpies. Now they have a plethora of options. Um, Actually, two sides. We're missing another one, Matt. Um, through the midfield, Pendlebury, the ever-reliable. Adam Trelaw, after a week off, I reckon uh, a nice little rest up for him will be nice. Uh, maybe even still Sidebottom, who did show glimpses at uh, maybe the last couple games. High-risk, high-reward with Steel. He hasn't hit the, hot so- the heights of last season, but he could be like a Seb Ross and do that um, second half of the season where they come home really, really strong. Um, One player I'd really love to get in would be Jack Crisp down back. He's uh, just shown a lot more consistency this year. He has, but then he showed the old self in the last game. That's the issue with Crispy. That's, that's one week. Before that, it was 100 after 100. So Yeah, he, he did show more consistency. I'll agree with you there. Um is there any other options? Uh, well, look, there, there's one option that you want to avoid, um, and especially if you've got him in a draft league as well because he will not be there for the rest of the season. And that's because he was a bit stupid and decided, oh, I'll just go in and use my friend's account and have a bit of a bet. Jaden Stevenson, get him out of your side if you've got him. If you're in a draft league, find whatever free agent you can get and just get him out. So avoid him. Does that bring us any other fantasy options to the fore, like Jamie Elliott or uh, Jordan Goey? Well, yeah, potentially Jordan Goey because maybe it means he gets a little bit more ball. He already gets the best defender anyway. Mm. Um, so, yeah, maybe it just means he gets more uh, more targets mm. inside 50. Now, the other side we failed to mention 
is the Bombers. No, they played last week against Essen. Uh, they did indeed. So I'll uh, retract that. We've done all the sides now. So um, I'm thinking, uh, what are you looking to do this week, Hados? What are, who are you looking to move on and what issues do you have that you need to fix this week before we go back into the main round? Right, well, without trades, I've only got 15 players, so I need to be smart and use all my trades to target players that are going to play. Uh, one that is a bit of a no-brainer for me is Griffin Log, who... Log. Log, however you want to pronounce it, uh, came in last week and scored a nice 100. First game in two years or something like that. And he looked pretty good, took a lot of uh, intercept marks. He's going to have a very low break-even, so... I think he is a bit of a no-brainer. Um, I'm thinking of moving on. Well, I will be moving on Sydney Stack. He did score 92, so it probably means he's going to have a achievable break-even next round. But uh, 79 from Frico, I read today. Yeah, so, I mean, it's achievable. Mm, but he goes but, yo-yo. Yeah, he goes think, 50 to 60 to 70 to 90. Yeah, I think now's the time to get rid of him. I'm going to hold Sam Walsh over him. Uh, looking at getting a midfielder, someone like Dyson Heppel, who I wanted to get last week and he scored just over 100. Um, so I reckon he could be a good option. What's his um, What's his ownership, by the way, Hep? Hep would be 1.7%. Okay, and that's the type of differential you want. Yeah, so I reckon um, is that, he, he's is sort it, of like third in line to get any attention, so I like him. Is that is that similar to your mate Shilsey? Yeah, yep. Shilsey, hey, he started well last week. No, he's 0.5, even better. Oh, wow. Okay, that's, that's hitting Braden Fiorini-type uh, uh, airspace. So uh, you've gone some, for some differentials there. So maybe this week could be the week without those uh, GWS guys that you keep uh, banging on about. Uh, could be the week to uh, make up a bit of ground. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Mm. Uh, right. And the last one is I was going to go Gardner, but uh, we got some good news today that, as you mentioned, Jared Cameron's going to debut for West Coast. Now, as you said, he's probably only going to get the one week. But if he does really well, I can't see Simpson dropping him. Mm, that, well, what, and just add you know an extra dimension to the Eagles forward line. But hang on, how would that work? Would would you shift Rioli or Ryan up to a wing or what? Because well, you're not going to also played down back in the preseason. Well, you you're not going to have Rioli, Ryan, Cripps. Who else is down there? Um, that's another issue. We'll talk about that on a different podcast. Yeah, anyway, I'm not convinced on his longevity. So I'm looking at Jared Witz is gone. That is a given. He, there's no way about it. He is definitely gone. Then it's a matter of do I get rid of Sydney Stack? Do I keep him? Um, then I've got the issue of Bolter and Gibbons, but I'm always thinking they can hold off for another week. Um the other option I've got, and I'm really annoyed with West Coast, is they've brought back Chris Maston, which, as you've alluded to, means that um, Hutchings will probably go to Zach Merritt. Mm. And as a trader said, Zach Merritt doesn't have any explosive weapons that he can really use to break a tag. That's always been his issue, isn't it? Mm. And he hasn't had any attention, and he's scored very well. So I think that, uh, yeah, so I'm in, will go to him. I'm in the hold or fold category with merit. Now, DeBoer being out swings it towards merit of holding him, but I'm still not convinced. 
So I'm looking at uh, someone like McRae. I've looked at Gaff. I've looked at Angus Brayshaw. Um, so I've looked at all those sorts of um, players uh, that are perhaps lower than what they should be. Seb Ross even comes into calculations now. He could be the wind guard of last season, just saying, just putting it out there. Um, so I'm looking at those sort of players to bring in the underpriced primo or with Gaff heading to the upper echelon of primos. Just depends. Yeah. Horses for courses. See what I do. If I get in someone like McRae or someone like Brayshaw, I'm likely to have a bit of cash at my disposal for next week. If I get in someone like Gaff, I don't, but I know that I've got an Uber primo. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of balancing that out, and that's what I'm sort of looking at. Yeah. All right. Very well done. I reckon, uh, yeah, I'd be going the the lower price primo just for the fact that there's a strong chance that Gaff could get the attention this week. Mm. But at the same time, I know what uh, West Coast draw is like for the rest of the season. So you get him next week. So, well, I could. If Sorco doesn't perform, then, yeah, that could be an option. And just on uh, that DeBoer injury, don't be so sure that they're not going to bring someone else in to play that tagging role. Sam Reed could start doing that, or they could even bring in someone like Jackson Haley and say, just go follow the best midfielder. Mm, possibly, but they're not in the uh, DeBoer class of uh, tagger. No. Uh, so I'd take most risks with that. Now, in saying that, captains run. Who are the best captains for this week? Now, there's a few games that I think there, there could be multiple captain options. Obviously, West Coast, uh, Essendon, we've already looked at. Gaff, Yo, Hearn, Heppel, Merritt, um, Shield, even, Hurley. Those guys you can look at. Um, in the Port Geelong game, there's plenty Dangerfield, although you were telling me the missus is uh, due anytime and, you know, kids will come when they want to come. Um, there's no timeline on that, so he could miss. So there's a possibility that I could be down to 17. Uh, Tim Kelly is obviously a great option. Mitch Duncan as a differential. Uh, and then on the other side, Travis Boak, obviously. Uh, with Collingwood and the Bulldogs, you've got Josh Dunkley on one side, Trelaw on the other. Grundy uh, obviously has towed up the Western Bulldogs twice now mm. the last couple of times. Uh, did go big against Timmy. I think he got 148 the last time or 153, something like that. It was huge either way. Uh, but the one I'm looking at stands out to me. He's got an inexperienced Ruckman who, look, had a very good game last week against a Port Adelaide duo. But he's gone 125 and 148 at the G the last two times. He's coming off a bye. I just see big numbers for Big Maxi. Yeah, I don't mind that. I like the way you think there. Uh, the other game to look at would be the Bulldogs versus Collingwood. I reckon uh, there could be some big numbers for the midfields there because they don't tend to put too much attention into each other. So Dunkley... He's in red-hot form. Uh, maybe even Bontempelli, if you've got him. Or uh, McRae. I was thinking McRae, mm. back in form. Back in town. Did go a 190 there last year at the G. And then uh, on the other side, Trelaw. Yeah. Or Pendlebury, even. 
Yeah, well, Pendle Pendle's um, has been has been solid. Um, Taylor Adams still out with that. Um, what was it, adductor or abductor or something to do with the groin region? Um, still still out injured. So that enhances Trelaw and Pendlebury as solid fantasy captains. Mm. Yes. All right, moving on. Oh, I reckon there. Actually, I've got a couple more. You could go Jack Billings, Lockie Neal. As we said, uh, no tagger. Turning your attention to the Saints Brizzy game. Mm, Dane Zorko uh, is another one. Rowan Marshall. Rowan Marshall is a differential, don't mind. Jack Billings, Seb Ross. We said with Marshall last week that he struggled against Wits and he pumped out 112. And Ah, but he got downgraded to 106 though. Is that right? Yeah, much like Billings was 162 and was upgraded to 170. They found two tackles out of nowhere. Bloody hell. Yeah, those guys at at uh, Champion Sports. <coughs> now, uh, the other option is Hawthorne Sydney. Not a game I'd really like captains wise, but if you're going to go any, probably Jake Lloyd is uh, probably the only one. Or Heaney. I, I don't like anyone from Hawthorne other than dare I say it, Henderson. But, but does Clark go to him? No, it goes to O'Meara. No, Hewitt will go to O'Meara. No, but Hewitt's been playing that. Um... Kennedy comes in. Well, then, okay, then they've got two taggers. All right, well, yeah, avoid O'Meara and Henderson. Mm. Shields. Yes, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. All okay, right, so, so we're going to come back in a sec with the listener questions. For the week. Very nice. And we've got a few this week, which we love. Yeah. And as we keep saying, send them in and we'll address them in the podcast. All right. The Sporting One back with Hados for your listener questions for this week. And there's been a few. So we're um, looking forward to addressing these. And the uh, first one comes from Scotty C in WA. He's got a bit of a dilemma. Um He's looking at two different options. He's looking at uh, Bolter, Answorth, and uh, Brandon Ellis out for Boak, Bewley, and Logue, or Bolter, Stack, and Rosie for Walters, Logue, and Marshall. And then there's he's put a couple of side things in, like um, with the Bolter, Stack, Rosie, should it be Answorth instead of Stack? Uh, and then could he go a, a couple of left field options, which perhaps we didn't discuss earlier. Um, instead of Marshall, could he look at someone for the cash grab of, say, uh, Lim, Lip, uh, Lipinski or da- Darcy Parrish? Yeah. Um, well, I'll be hesitant to get rid of your more primos there in Ellis. So I do prefer the uh, Bolter, Stack, Rosie, those guys. I think their time's up. Um, so, yeah, I'd be going the Walters, Logue, Marshall. I don't mind Lipinski. He would have a very low break even, somewhere in the 20s, I believe. Uh, probably not going to score as well as he did last week against Collingwood, but um, I can see him eking out an 80 or a 90 and, and make a decent amount of cash. But uh, for me... Sounds like he's got a bit of cash lying around. So Walters, Logue, and Marshall looks like a good option. Yeah, that's that's the one I sort of gravit- uh, gravitated to. And obviously with both, you are paying a bit more uh, than, say, what you are for Walters and for Marshall. So I do like that option. Uh, so we'd, we'd go with that. 
Sari K from Adelaide. Hoare or Stack out? And he's looking at Baker, Hoare or Stack, and Corbett for possibly Dunkley, Logue, and Gardner at the time. Now, obviously, there's the option of Cameron or perhaps Jackson Ross from Hawthorne if he comes in. Mm. Now, he's, uh, his main question is, Hoare or Stack out? Now, Hoare will play this week, but he's less than Stack. Does he keep Hoare this week or does he get Stack out now? I think you keep Hoare and, yeah, say goodbye to old Stacky. I think, uh, yeah, the time's right for him. Um, obviously, you got the bye, a 79 break even. Not going to be a uh, walk on the park for him. Um, so, yeah, I'd be moving stack on. Now, the other one that's – he's got another question. He's just given us a few. just likes to keep us on our toes. Making us work. Mm. Are Hartlett and Hooker fantasy options? I'd argue one is and one isn't. Mm. They're both coming with uh, a decent amount of risk. Um, Hartlett, for me, any player coming off a knee reconstruction, it always takes them at least a year to find their best form. Having said that, geez, he looked pretty good, didn't he? Mm. Um, In the first three quarters, before he, before he fell away, which we probably felt that he would have because he doesn't have the match conditioning. Mm. Yeah, so playing in defense is a good good role for him. And obviously, and he's he'll elite. Take, he'll take the kickouts. And he's elite by foot. So they will look to uh, get it to him and use it from that half back line. Yeah. Um, I would be staying away until there's a good amount of consistency. But he does have potential. Mm. Hooker, also very risky. He is an injury away from probably being moved forward and then not getting those uh, cheap possessions in the back line. Having said that, he's there at the moment. And he's actually looking pretty good. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not a fan. They're of not the because... pre, they're not the primos. No, they are sort of stop gaps. Yeah, and at this time of the year, I don't think you can afford to have a stop gap. Uh, so we'll go with yes, they can be, but only if it suits your purpose. Now, uh, Sam H from Queensland, liking this. We're getting a few different states now involved. Uh, Liam Baker and Sam Walsh. Now he's got two options that he's looking at. He's looking at going to Trelaw and Billings or Brayshaw and Dusty. The buy isn't affected by him going to Dusty. Mm, okay. Uh, you'd probably go towards Brayshaw and Dusty because Brayshaw, you're going to save cash and Dusty's in terrific form. Um, having said that, the fact that Billings plays this week, I really like that. So I'd be more inclined to go Bullings. I think that's going to help his rank and then could even trade him out the next week. Mm, I I mean, Trelaw is obviously a good option. I like that. I think the more solid option is Brayshaw and Dusty for mine. I think Brayshaw is back. Obviously, he plays this week. He's got a good fixture. Dusty, you know he's going to perform. You know he's in that spot. So I don't mind... I think for mine, I prefer if your buy structure is not affected by it, then go your Brayshaw and Dusty. I think that's the best way to go. Fair enough. All right, Paul S from SA. Well, now we're getting a few SAs. I think it's all SA from here on in. Uh, hold Dersma or upgrade him. What's what's the best thing to do right now? Has it has he reached his full 
potential or is he one of those defenders that if you've held him, you can pretty much get away with holding him the whole year? Mr. X, um, I'm not sure you can get away with holding him for the whole year, um, but this week his break-even is only 51, and that's pretty achievable at home. That, that, that's, that's what it was when I got rid of him back in round five. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps producing. Um, lots of loose ball, kicks the odd goal here and there. Looks like a great fantasy option in the future, that's for sure. Gets the uh, Reggie Jackson celebration out. Yep. Um, I reckon you hold him for one more week. Mm, even depending on what happens, it could even be longer than that. All right, uh, Paul J from SA, Lockie Neal. Now we just we spoke about this. Lockie Neal, captain versus the Saints. Yes, or is it too risky? Uh, I don't mind it. Mm. I do not mind it. He uh, was in great form at the start of the year. Um, Bearing in mind, he did have a hundred points at three quarter time against. Carlton. Carlton before he was tagged out of it by Ed Kerner. Yeah, uh, and as we know, Jack Steele missing from the Saints lineup. Didn't see anyone tag last week, although they played Gold Coast, so you could probably say they just wanted to go head-to-head. So, yeah, I reckon he's a viable option. Yeah, I think that might be a yes. All right, uh, Luke S from SA. He's got a couple of options. Now, he wants to get rid of uh, Liam Baker, Sam Walsh, and Brody Smith, but he's wondering what's the what's sort of the go-through from those players. For Baker, he's looking at downgrading to either the Gardner. I'm just going to call him the Gardner. That's just easy. The Gardner or a new rook. Obviously, now you've got the option of Jared Cameron or potentially Jackson Ross. Sam Walsh is looking at upgrading to either Gaff, Trelaw, Duncan, uh, Martin, or uh, Merritt. Now, I'd avoid Merritt at this point in time uh, just because I I do think he's going to get the tag against West Coast and then possibly two weeks later against Sydney. But he could have that someone come in. GWS as a tagger, as as we alluded to. Um, I like Trelaw option. I like the Mitch Duncan option. I like the Gaff option. But as you say, Dylan Clark could go to uh, the more aerobically gifted individuals like Gaff. Mm. Um, And then the other one is Brody Smith, either Hearn, Tommy Stewart, or Caleb Daniel. Now, I'm an unashamed fan of Caleb Daniel, having him in my lineup. Um, Tom Stewart's very reliable and was very close to being in my lineup. And Shannon Hearn I've had in my lineup. So I reckon any of those three options are probably suffice for mine. Yeah, uh, definitely go with a new rook over Gardner for me. I'd probably be looking at Trelaw. I reckon he is uh, a great fantasy player, one that uh, never really seems to get much attention. Duncan would be the other one. and I mean, you can't really go wrong with any of those three, really. It's purely based on their run, who they're going to come up against. Trelaw, for me, gets the nod this week. And as far as the defender goes, I like Tom Stewart the best out of those three. I think he's the most reliable. But, again, they're all good options and he's definitely on the money with uh, where he's looking. Yeah, no, exactly. All right, so... Go with your first instinct, as uh, the sporting one likes to say. Yeah, funny that. I didn't go with my first instinct last week and it cost me 45 points. Anyway, I've got the sick dog and he better be back in defence this week, Clarko, I'm just saying. Alex B from SA. Uh, three different um, options. He's got the same or two different options, uh, sets of players to go out, and then a couple of sets different 
that he wants coming in. So he's gone with Stack Goldstein and Cripps uh, on two of the lines, and then the other one's Smith Goldie and Cripps. So Stack Goldstein and Cripps to Griffin Logue, Max Gorn, and Matt Crouch. Brody Smith, Goldstein, and Cripps to Logue, Gorn, and Merritt. Or Stack Goldstein, Cripps to Matt Eagles, Max Gorn, and Mitch Duncan. Now, I know why he's going the Matt Eagles. He wants to get Mitch Duncan in. But Matt Eagles isn't likely to possibly play a game this season, so I'm not a fan just yet of bringing in a 170K rook. I think you do that when you need to create cash at the end of your season heading into the finals. I like out of that, and the reason I like it is because a lot of people got rid of him, and he did have 117 last week coming first week back. Now, if it doesn't affect his buy structure, then I say go for it, but I like the first option, Logue, Gorn, Matt Crouch. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. I reckon uh, that's definitely the best option for mine. Only shame is that obviously uh, Matt Crouch won't play this week, but long-term, I think that's your best option. Um, if you were to do one just for this week to get men on the field, you'd probably go the the second one because obviously Matt Eagles isn't going to be playing. Having said that, if there's another 170K defender, that could be an option with Gorn and Duncan being two uh, primos. Yeah, correct. Or you could go the Gardner. Um, at 180. Um, anyway, last question. To get an extra uh, – from Michael SNSA, to get an extra 5% on your opponents, do you, do you stick with going vanilla? And what he means by that is sticking with your popular players. Or do you go a bit risque? Uh, perhaps hit up a Ricky Henderson, a Liam Shields, a Dyson Heppel. Uh, those types of guys. Maybe not a Limpinski, uh, but that's sort of what I think he's getting at. Mm. Well, I think uh, if you look at seasons gone by, players like Selby, who is uh, the reigning back-to-back DT champion, he what he sort of does is look at players that are going to be low price, low percentage, and maybe coming into a better role, think Wingard last week. He was onto that before anyone. Well, I, and that was risky. I joined him at the same time with the Wingard thing. No, he went a week earlier. Okay, he went a week. He earlier. went a week oh. earlier. So I think you have to go risky sometimes. Mm. So in saying that, what I mentioned before, someone like Seb Ross could be that ideal option. He mm. did go one hundred and one last week. Mm. We know they've got issues in the midfield. Yes, Hanabry might be coming back, but he's not going to set the world on fire like he used to, and he's going to take a bit of time at AFL level. And so, it's going to help Seb Ross, if anything, I think. Yeah, exactly. It takes a bit of heat off him. So those are the type of guys you've got to look at and go, he's on Jack McRae. Now, a lot of people got rid of him. Some people did hold. But he's the type of, like you saw last week, he goes 140 mm. back in town. Angus Brayshaw, again, a lot of people got rid of him. Mm. I myself did. That doesn't mean I'm not going to get him again when he's lower priced. That's right. Look at the players that are going to be back to those fantasy-friendly roles mm. or they might be moving into fantasy-friendly roles and just trust trust your gut. Mm. I think if I've learned anything out of this year, it is back your instinct uh, unless everyone says Sicily and then you go with Sicily. Um, 
In saying that, that is the end of our listener questions, the end of the episode. We've thoroughly enjoyed it. Like we say, keep sending in your trades and your questions. We do love that. So conf- uh, do that by going on the Facebook page, The Sporting One, uh, Instagram at The Sporting One, or Twitter, one underscore sporting. And this podcast is available on most of your uh, podcast platforms, uh, Spotify, um, CastBox, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, which is iTunes, and Anchor, which is the platform we're on. And also there's a one-stop place for all your podcasts, which is Podcast Central. So look that up on Facebook as well. Uh, we've uh, enjoyed uh, those questions. We've enjoyed the episode. Good luck with your fantasy sides. Good luck with your trades. And we'll be speaking to you next week. Bye for now. Bye for now. Good luck to you, Sporting One. And, of course, good luck to the listeners. And good luck to you, Hados.